Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today's show is a good one. I am so excited to introduce to you Nicole R. Smith, the author of Game On, Relentlessly Pursue Your Dreams. Welcome to the show, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) So happy to have you here. And you know, you have been what I've been looking for. So your story is just so special. And I really feel that it's something what you've been through, so many others have been through but it might've stopped them. So let's, let's, let's take it, take it, take it back. Can you share a little bit with us about your love journey? Yes, I shall. So I got married for the first time when I was 21 and it was every mother's dream. I went off to college and eloped and I only had to, I, she only found out that I had eloped because I had to give her my new phone number and address when I moved out so that she could reach me. Yeah, best thing ever. So, yeah, well, and and I'll be frank, right, because I grew up in a very, like, conservative Christian home, and it was like, you are not, you know, save yourself to marriage, you're not going to have sex till you get married, and quite frankly, I wanted to have sex, I was like, well, I'm about to go get married then. I mean, it made logic burning up. (laughs) You weren't trying to burn up with lust, so you're like, let me go ahead and get married. Let's just get it, yes. Okay, so anyway, about a year later, (laughs) that's Like nine months into the relationship, he was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I mean, imagine that. Why? Whatever. (laughs) So I was like, well, I know when I'm not wanted and I left. Mm. And then that's when I found out that I was with child. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to try to work it out. Long story short, it didn't work out. So we did end up getting a divorce, which is tragic because it's like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to stay married forever. And then a few years later, um, her father passed away. So I ended up being a single mom. Mm. And so we fast forward maybe 10 years and I meet the one who I, well, you know, who I think is the one. And we dated long distance for about two years. How did you guys meet? We met at school. We met in college. Okay. And so, yeah, we, we had gotten to know each other and then we were graduating and even though we went back our own separate ways. We still stayed in touch mm-hmm. and, you know, just love grew. And uh, so, <laughs> so like we that, right? touch, blah, blah, blah. We decided today we're like, oh my gosh. And we, you know, we were both um, Christians and et cetera, et cetera. And we were following the same path of all this stuff. Cool. So we're like, well, let's get married. Great. So we do that. And then I left Houston, where I was, and I moved up to Chicago, and in a month, I realized that there was so much I had found out about him that he was able to hide because we were dating long distance. Now, I am not saying not to date long distance. You just have to be a little bit more, I guess, aware and um, than I was because I was still in bliss. I'm like, oh my gosh. So what did you find out, girl, that was so shocking? Well, number one, he's a pathological liar um, and not necessarily like in big ways, but just he would lie over little things, just like stuff that is like, would it, why? Like it didn't even matter to lie. Like it just, but he lied about, ev- well, not everything, but a lot. 
Nobody likes that. Smoked. Boy, you didn't uh, know that he, he smoked? smoked cigar, you know, he smoked cigars and just, he liked to play a lot of video games. Oh, snap. I mean, you know, he was, he really was a kind person. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't ready for marriage, right? So then you I got can't, married anyway? Well, I discovered this after we were married. Oh, Oh, his habits would show oh, that you know yeah his habits were just like it was like oh you weren't really married <laughs> especially to bring in somebody as a single mom like you can't be acting like a boy when not only you're bringing me into the picture but you're also bringing a child into the picture you can't have boyish you know tendencies tendencies right yeah. you gotta you gotta man up i'm not saying if you don't want to go play your video games but not to the point where you're playing your video games all night and you can't get up to go to work. Like, that's a problem. That or if you stay out all night and I don't know where you are and I'm down at the police station looking for you because I have to go to work and you're supposed to be home to watch the kid and you finally show up and like, oh, sorry. I just didn't, my phone was, I didn't have my phone with me while I was in the club. So anyway, again. Bad story. <laughs> yes, just really not a bad person just really wasn't ready for me. Disclaimer, not a bad person. Well, it's true, because you know, he he wasn't like beating up on me and being malicious. Like he wasn't doing anything. It was just that responsible aspect. He still he just wasn't there. And I was like, look, I got a child to raise. I can't do this. And I know when I'm not wanted. So I'm about I'm gonna make it easy for you. We don't have to have this hard discussion. Your actions are speaking loud enough as it is. I'm going to go ahead and go. Oh, man. Wait, pause on that, Nicole. So ladies or gentlemen, uh, what I normally would say is that what you want is a real man, a real man. So that's a responsible, excited, available, and loving man. You need at least those four qualities. So what I'm hearing is this gentleman, he wasn't excited. He wasn't responsible. There was no excitement. Uh -uh. There was no love. All right, so come on, keep keep it going. And then what happened, girl? Tell us. So, right. So then I I'm like, all right, I'm out. I bounced because I couldn't take the cold weather in Chicago, so I go back down to Florida, and I'm there, and I meet um, this really, really, really like fabulous guy. Turns out he's married. So. <sighs> Next, because you just said R E A L, the A was not there, so we gotta keep it moving. You gotta keep it moving. All right. So we fast forward to about four years ago, and mm-hmm. yeah, like, and in between, you know, I would have relationships and things like that, and date people. But I, you know, the older you get, because I'm 45, the older you get, the less tolerance you have, and oh, you can spot that stuff. So I usually, right at about three months, actually, right at about two months, and I usually take a month. To be like, how am I gonna end this like nicely? Because I'm I'm seeing it from the get go. Like I don't need a whole year for you. No, I'm watching you in those first three months, especially because right at about two months, you get tired of trying to show out. You, right. You start to you get you start to relax, and the real <laughs> people come out. Right. Oh, no, not people. I can't, I can go back and be like, yep, yep. It was right at about that three month mark. Okay. All right. So, um, so I had a whole different set of bouts of three months. And then about four years ago, I met a real man an R E A L. 
Um, I was listening to one of your um, one of your uh, episodes, and uh, I know you you were talking about the lady. She was like, "Oh, you know, I just I just need me a black man because I never really dated a, dated a white man." And da, 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 da. okay, yeah, well, me too. But let me tell you this: Woo! he was European, Danish, like. Oh. Six two blue eyes blonde. First of all, I was like blue eyed blonde, but let me tell you, Lord have mercy. So whatever. Um, I was introduced at a um, at a backyard barbecue by some mutual friends. So some mutual friends set us up. So we talked, hit it off, and at our very very first date, he was like, "Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna let you know what's up." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, I have stage four cancer. And I was like, okay. I didn't know what that meant. Right. He, he might as well just said, I have lollipops in the back of my car. Right. I was like, okay, whatever. And he was just like, but he was stable. He was, yeah. he was stable. He was on meds. It had been five years. He was doing okay. He was just like, every once in a while when I go in for chemo, I get really tired. And on those days, you know, I'm just not really up for doing a lot. I was like, no problem. I was like, we're just going to take it one day at a time. And honestly, no lie. I was like, and as far as I know, in three months, I may not even want to be with you anyway. So don't worry about it. We can just take it one day at a time. So three months came and passed. And it was, he was just beautiful. Just the most caring, understanding, loving, giving person you could ever meet. Pause. So this is a white man. So please, please, please enlighten us, right? As the women of color or Black women who might be listening, what is that like? Because I have had women say to me, Coach Cass, I don't know what to do with a white man. You know, like craziness. Yeah. Like that. So, so share us a little bit of what that was like as a Black woman. Did he understand? Did he understand the plight? You know, did he fight for your right? Did people look at you strange? You know, tell me, tell me. Let me tell you, woo, talk about fighting for my plight. We had gone into a store one day to get some, because I was like, man, I need some jeans. He's like, well, let's go get some jeans. I was like, okay. So I'm in the store, trying them on, and dang, like, I had, to, I had to use the restroom. And so I went to the clerk, and I was like, um, it was like a smaller store, so they didn't have a restroom in the store, like a public restroom in the store. They were like, you have to go and use the bathroom down at the Cheesecake Factory. Cool. No problem. I put my stuff down, go down to the Cheesecake Factory, use the bathroom, come back. While I'm back, while I'm in the dressing room, he's outside, he's sitting outside waiting and somebody else comes up and asks a different clerk if they can use the bathroom. And they let him, or it was, I think it was a she, I don't remember, but whoever it was, they let them, they're like, oh yeah, you can go use this bathroom. He was like, why did my girl have to, girl? and in his Danish accent, and he was livid. And I was like, babe, it's okay, it's okay. But he was like, uh-uh, I don't understand. That you are a, a lady and they made you go, and then this person, and he was like in the clerk's face, and I'm like, babe, it's okay. He was like, no, 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 no. Why couldn't she use the bathroom? Why couldn't she? And I was just like, oh my God. So, I, so at this point I had gone back into like the, the changing room because I was doing something and I'm cracking up, right? I'm laughing because he is serious. He is like, you are not going to disrespect her. Like, 
So yes, he was w very ready to defend and and um and had and his eyes were very open, especially when I would say things and he would because it was a perspective that he hadn't really ever noticed before until I was like, oh, watch this, and he was like, oh my god. So then he became like my my defender, you know. Every, he was looking for it everywhere, like mm -mm, nope, no, no, no. So, <laughs> It was, and it was really great. It was, it was a very great learning experience, a very interesting learning experience, especially because he was from Europe and it was a whole different, you know, it, it was, it was just so weird. I went with him to go visit his family and for the first three days, I'm walking around like a black um, Latina in America, like, you know, holding on to everything and it's not like that over there. Mm. over there I'm just a person nice. and it took me three days to get used to people aren't aren't looking at me like I don't belong here they could care less they were just like oh you know they were just about there but, but I wasn't we weren't getting looks because we were interracial couple we weren't get over there I was just a person I was not a black person mm. it was weird it was wow. so weird. Um, his family embraced me. They loved me. I mean, it was. <laughs> Were you the first black woman he dated? Yes. But he had said he had always preferred black women, but it just kind of never, his first crush was like, and like when he was in elementary school was on a little black girl. And he said he knew from then, <laughs> but, um, but he ended up marrying like uh, a white Jewish girl and then he was dating like a Latina and, and whatever. So when I came <laughs> along, he was just like, you have been what I've been waiting for. <laughs> All right. So let's pick back up the story. So y'all were dating and then. Mm -hmm. So then um, about four or five months into it, his chemo stopped working. They were trying to get him on trial drugs and all sorts of stuff and it just his body had, had just killing him and he wasn't answering the phone and I was like what is going on and his best friend calls me and she's like are you sitting down he's in the hospital the cancer is metastasized it went to his head so he had to have brain surgery and it just kind of that was kind of like the beginning of the end the beautiful thing about that was that there, he just didn't have a lot of hangups about anything because he was like, he understood. And the moments that we shared and had were just, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even express. It was just, I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, he just, he was a phenomenal human being, one of the most giving, caring, loving people you would ever meet to the point before I met him, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever get married again. Cause I had been, I had been a, a couple, through a couple of bouts of three month scenarios. Mm -hmm. I had been divorced twice and I was like, I'm done. Like if I get married, it's going to take a lot, a lot. Yeah. Because literally <laughs> your relationship history, two whole marriages and an amazing love that you lost, you know, like forget about it. So, so yeah, so at that point, like he actually had me thinking about maybe getting married and mm -hmm. he was like, well, I'm not going to put her, he's like, I'm going to put a ring on your finger when I combat this, when I beat this. Mm -hmm. And to make a very long story short, 
he did not make it. So he, he passed away. I think it'll be like, uh, it's like three or four years. I can't even believe it's been that long. And I'm like, Lord, really? I wait all this time. And then you bring this phenomenal person into my, not just like great, phenomenal man into my life. And then you, he dies. And I'm like, that's just cruel, Lord. And I wasn't, I wasn't like mad at God, but I was very disappointed because I was like, that's just wrong. Why, why, why? So that took time and I had to recover from that and boy if you ever felt like heart-wrenching and just like a piece of you just a piece of me died with him that was it so then I had to go through the grieving process and the recovery process and trying to understand um trying knowing that I could sit in this depression and this hurt or I just have to make the decision that I have to move on because I can't sit here. Number one, I still have a daughter that I have to be responsible for. And I can't just lose myself in that loss and not take care of her because she still needs me. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't an easy process. I mean, it was almost, you know, <laughs> almost like a year and a half of like, you know, crying every day at random places. I remember one time I was at the movie theater with a group of strangers because we were all together for a conference and the end of the movie it was a sad scene and people were like sniffing but I was like ah! and they were like it wasn't the oh my goodness I'm sorry but you know so I'm like crying in the middle of Disney Springs with five strangers like boo-hoo and like ugly cry and they were like it's okay we get it if you need to cry cry so you know just so many embarrassing moments but it was like but I had to do that. I had to cry when I needed to and then keep moving forward. Were you dating at all at that time or no? You just- No, not through that part. Mm-hmm. Not through that part. I mean, plus, talk about, he set this, boy, if I thought I had high standards before, he set that bar high. Yeah. Like, eh, I didn't even want, I was like, uh-uh, y'all don't, mm-mm, no, no. From the time you say hello, if you didn't even say hello right, no, no. Where's your Danish accent? Yes, yes. I mean, he set the bar high. So when you were prepping to do like your first date with someone, like what did that look like? Like where did you meet them? How did you even decide? So it was hard. It was hard. And, you know, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I just, I, I just have to not jump into it, but let me just see because I can't stay like this I, I I have to move on he wouldn't have wanted me and his sister was so gracious and she was like she, he would want you to be happy you have to move on and I'm like but no okay so then I, I tried the online dating thing and no lie the first person that I chose not even like on purpose almost looked exactly like him it kind of freaked me out and it looked like him so much that I didn't tell his sister or his best friend because the 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 um, resemblance was so uncanny that it was like. So then I had to go through. Am I dating this person because I'm thinking that it's him, or is it really because of who it is? Whatever. So we went through all that. Yeah, that was a three month thing. <laughs> Done. So we realized it was because I thought it was like him, and then I just kind of had to settle down. I'm like, Lord, you know what? It's just gonna have to 
happen. So every once in a while, I think just like so many other people, I would jump on the different um, apps, try a couple of things, and then psh, and then it would get. Then I'd be like, I can't deal with this anymore. Done. And then you know, you take about a month off, and you're like, oh, okay, I want to try again. And then you know, we all know that cycle. Right. So um, so I was in that cycle, and then one day, remember. When I said I had moved down to Florida and I had met this amazing man, but he was married, so I'm like, Psh. so one day out of the blue, I get this phone call and he's like, do you remember me? And I was like, and girl, I knew exactly who it was because we, we had stayed in touch here and there, but I was like, dude, you are married. I ain't, no. I mean, we yeah. could be friends, but, and, and by friends, like that's a lowercase, like way off. I ain't, I ain't living that life. No. Right. I knew exactly who he was. I had his phone number memorized, but I was like, hello? It's like, do you know who this is? Um, no. Lying through my teeth. I knew exactly. I was like, <laughs> but cautious because I was like, Yes. Mm. And he was like, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm making some like positive changes in my life. And um, he's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm divorced. I'm not with my wife anymore. And da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, on the inside. <laughs> yes, dance, dance. <laughs> but I was like, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was, because, you know, divorce sucks. It's not good for anybody. And so he was like, I am just reaching back out to the positive people who have been in my life just to reconnect and make those positive connections. Okay, cool. So then a couple of months went by and, um, and he was, he had just expressed a little bit more interest in like maybe as like dating and things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not the same person I used to be. And he got me, right? Because usually I, I, I tend to have like the upper hand, like, because I think I'm really smart. And I'm like, well, and he's like, because he was like, oh, I want us to get to know each other. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not the person I used to be. And he was like, neither am I. Oh, okay. I see you, boo. Okay. So that was about a year and a half, two years ago. Long story short, I am now engaged to that amazing, amazing man. And I would have never been, it would have never thought everything that Peter was, mm -hmm. Mahendra is that and more, Aww. which I would have never, because Peter set the bar high. Mahendra cleared it like with no problem. Mm. he would shock me on things that I was just like oh you know and I know it sounds dumb but like stupid stuff like if you call he would call right back oh mm -hmm. wait and I shouldn't be shocked about that because that's normal that's how it's supposed to happen it's not like three days later you know and I would he was doing real man stuff if I called he called back hey I'm just letting you know I'm running out I'm gonna be out with the boys you good yes he would call check in just make just letting you know I'm thinking about you <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes transparency <laughs> yes mm -hmm. I mean it just I mean yes do we have to work through stuff of course because there's relationships that's that's the reality of it but it has been I just, I, I thank God every day. And what we both learned, and as we are walking into this, we were like, we both know how marriage doesn't work, mm -hmm. but we're not really sure how it does. 
So we were like, before we walk into this, we're going to premarital counseling. Yes! You know, that was on my mind, girl. Yes. yes. No. There yeah. we go. Oh, you yeah. made me so happy with that. That yeah. was the one thing I was thinking in my mind. Like, I need them to do premarital. Oh, yes. that makes me so happy. Let me tell you, uh -huh. it is so eye-opening. And not even because we had such like we both had been through divorce and we kind of knew like what we didn't want we are we're pretty communicative like and we, we communicate very very well to the point that even when we're in counseling so far there really hasn't been anything that has been brought up in counseling that we have not already talked about you know there's no bombs dropped like what i didn't know you felt like that like so we have those conversations but even in our communicating, the counselor would be like, oh, no, that. And we were like, what? She was like, no, because da 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 da, try it again. Oh. Okay, well, all right, well, we'll try that again then. And she is picking apart the layers underneath that we had no idea even existed. And it has been so just awesome and beautiful. And I, just i will tell anybody before you walk down that aisle walk into that office because it what it's going to do is it it points out your weaknesses and you're able to work together and you know it prevents any like bombs from dropping right it's not like three years later, what you mean? We don't look at finances the same. No, you know about that before you work down walk down the aisle so you can work that out either before or you walk into it knowing and you have a plan of knowing what you're going to do. What do you, you know, if your uh, intimacy levels are off, like we haven't got to that part yet. So just in case, I don't know, but anyway, but I'm just saying, yes. like it, it brings all that stuff up to the surface, stuff that you didn't even think about. And we've been married yes. me twice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, I had never thought about that. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, it has I been an amazing journey. And I am just so grateful. And I, I, I'm just excited to be on here just to really encourage people that look, just hold on, hold out. Don't just accept anything that comes along. It, it, it wasn't easy being a single mom for like 20 something years, but worth the wait. And I, I, it, Worth the wait. Well, y'all heard it here from Nicole. Nicole, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and just for sharing your story, but your testimony, right? That even though, you know, divorce and loss, that love can still happen again. And you've learned from those things and now you're doing things the way that they should be. So I just want to say congratulations. How should people reach out? How can people connect with you really quick? Yeah, so if they want, they can reach me at my website, which is NicoleRSmith.net and across all social media at NicoleRSmithNet. Yay! Thank you guys so much. I, I hope that you got something good from today. Please hit us up on Instagram at InspireMany. Drop a review down below and we'll see you in the next episode. Much love, many blessings. Bye-bye.